Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Well, welcome to the scoreboard show. It's a Monday night. There was uh, not a lot of action, but what there was was pretty hot and heavy uh, and some big uh, big win. Uh, we're going to talk to a gentleman, uh, Coach, uh, is it Felisto? Yes. Uh, and you're the Fairfield Trojans coach, and you guys got to uh, put a big win on the board tonight. Uh, congratulations, Coach. Thank you. Well, thanks for being with us. Uh um, what happened tonight? You guys, uh, you exploded with a bunch of points. Uh, I believe you played Mount Pleasant. Correct. Yeah, we did play Mount Pleasant. Was it at home or away? It was at a home game. Home game. You got the home crowd fired up behind you. Um, uh, it's been a little bit of an up and down season, but, uh, your team seemed to be getting on track, uh, tonight, didn't they? Oh, yes. Finally, we got, we got all the... Everything working for, in, in our in our uh, favor. We've been we've been put a lot of work, and finally last night it was it was nice to see all the hard work pay off. Well, the offense uh, um, played well, but the defense might have even played better as they put a shutout on the board. Uh, let's start with the defense. What was the key to to stopping these uh, Panthers from putting some points on the board? Uh, we've we've been working a lot uh, lately on 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 the defensive structure and the switches and and so yesterday we really actually started against uh, the, the pre- previous game against Washington even though we lost the game but we had a pretty good uh, defensive performance a few mistakes but yesterday our defense was just on point we were playing very well communicating and even the, the substitution when it when it came in they they, they played tough they put a very good performance so it was good to to have a shout out. Well, uh, your goalie really impressed me in the game that I saw you guys play. Uh, seemed to be an extremely talented young man. Looks like he's got a lot of experience. Uh, did he have any any uh, you know goal stopping plays that uh, impressed you last night? Yes, he had two very good, very good you know uh, blocks yesterday. Um, the one pleasant attack was able to come through one of the play a couple plays and they had a shot on goal and Max really made one heck of a save to keep the score at zero for them. Well, tell me a little bit about this young man. He seems to be a highly skilled athlete and a big part of what you guys do, isn't he? Oh, yes. Max has been with us. and I've been, I've been coaching Max since, you know, even before high school. So he's always been a very uh, good athlete and always trying to learn uh, to become a better goalkeeper. And that's very good. And he's all the brighter played for us as well. And he was a goalkeeper as well, so he kind of had a, somebody at home to 
to show him the ropes. Well, uh, I have learned uh, that uh, uh, everybody highlights the goalie, and he, he's on the highlight reels and all the time. But there is another player that seems to, uh, if he can get some good uh, instincts and reactions, is a player called the sweeper. He seems to be uh, uh, almost as valuable or, or right there at the last line of defense. Who do you have playing the sweeper, and what does that position do, and how well does he have to coordinate with the goalie? Uh, our sweeper is um, George. Actually, his name is Carter Moore. We just call him George. But yeah, he's the anchor of the defense. He's the guy that plays right in the middle and pretty much cleans up everything that support that goes through, that filters through the, the midfield and the back line. So he's there to do the, all the cleanup. So he's the strongest player in the back and the fastest. So if everything goes through, so he's supposed, he's supposed to clear that. And if it goes through him, then it's up to the goalkeeper to make the stop. <laughs> well, we're going to get to talking about the scoring, but I'm I'm fascinated in the the passing and the moving the ball. Uh, who do you have that's moving the ball well and uh, set setting these people up? Because without the, the the being able to get it from one side of the court to the other, uh, and and making the passes to the guy scoring, uh, who who's helping you out with that? And and what what did you do well last night with that? All right now it's, it's a team effort because usually it's uh, it's Carter Carter start you know he plays he's our uh, attacking midfielder the, the 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 playmaker but he is probably out for the season so he, he hurt his uh, his knee uh, during the for Madison game so now it's it's a team effort everybody has to we really have to uh, keep that possession game very accurate. And, but right now, the players in the midfield that are doing most of the distribution is uh, Ben Truong, uh, Andrew, Andrew Tita, and Miles Simpson, and sometimes uh, Carter Moore, he has to come through the back and help the midfield and distribute those balls into our wingers and forwards. So those three or four players, they really do a great job. Well, who, who's the guys, uh, uh, the strikers or, or whoever's putting the points on the board? Who had the big offensive night last night? Uh, Tate had a big offense last night. He had two goals and two assists, which is pretty great. So one of, one of the things I've been stressing for the team that we need to have more people contributing to the score. Since we don't have uh, Stark and, and Drew, our main scorer, so everybody has to contribute. So it's really yesterday was really a team a team a team win. Well, let's talk a little about Tate Allen. Uh, uh, we're seeing you know we're seeing how what a, a talented athlete he is on the football field, on the baseball field, on the basketball court. Uh, but we seem to be seeing uh, that young man in particular really raise his level of play here in the soccer. Uh, so from the beginning of the season to now, he seems like he's really uh, improved. Would you agree with that? Oh yes, uh, it's it's incredible for a player that really never played soccer before, but his athleticism is really helping him. His attention to detail is always asking questions during practice. He, you can tell that the kid wants to learn, and then he's improving so fast, and it's really impressing us. And it's it's great it's great to have him fill filling that filling that spot. And okay, well, uh, um. You guys got a big win last night. It's, doing, it's probably going to do a lot for the confidence of your team moving forward. 
But I want to flip flip over and talk about this Mount Pleasant Panthers team. Uh, who do they have that you see that might have a little of talent? And uh, is this a program that might uh, uh, be on the rise? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, Mount Pleasant has the potential. They have quite a, quite a few, you know, kids there with, you know, with potential. And, and they have the numbers as well. So that's, that's for a program, that's very good. If you have numbers into your program, that's great. Because those young kids, they will develop. They'll be a force in the, in the years to come. I don't, I don't really know them because most of them are, uh, are new to the team. They're very young. I think they have a lot of freshman kids, so I'm not really familiar with their, their players. But they have, um, there was a kid in the midfield. He was pretty good. Their striker was was fast as well. And in a couple of years, for I think for uh, not for one player will be a, will have a great team. Well, we talked about uh, Tate Allen on your team, who's I believe a senior. Uh... But uh, uh, who do you have on your team that, that's maybe a young player that's uh, forcing his way to get a little playing time, maybe uh, 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 a potentially someone that you're going to be building this team around later? Right now, our team is pretty young, except a couple, uh, maybe three seniors. But Ben Truong, he's really, I'm try, he's, he's normally a defender, but I'm, I'm pushing him. To, to be a midfielder because he has the potential to be a great midfielder. So it's not really cracking the team, but it's about he's moving into a different position and he's doing very well because going forward, that, that team will, our team will rely on him to be the playmaker because he has the potential. We just have him. She's trying to mold him, molding him into a, a very good attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. But in terms of playing time, we have it's mostly on defensive end. Like we have Keshav, is he has the knowledge. He's, he he understands the game. He's, he just needs to work on a few things like speed and ball control. But he's he's putting a lot of minutes in, in the the varsity side. Also, Danny Hellinghaus is he can be a very good striker because he has the size and the speed. We just have to work on his ball control, and eventually by the end of the season, he'll be. A, a player that we can count on on the attack. All right. Well, uh, yours was not uh, uh, the only game uh, that our listeners would have been interested in, uh, but it wasn't. There was a game that you would be uniquely qualified to talk a little bit about, as you played both of these teams. Uh, but Fort Madison, uh, I don't know whether the game was in Burlington or not, but Fort Madison came out uh, with a one to nothing win over Burlington. Uh, uh, you played both of these teams. They're, they they seem to be juggernauts. I know Fort Madison is rated third in the state. Uh, what can you tell me about these two teams, and and what kind of a a grind out game do you have to have to get a one nothing win in a game like that? Uh, both teams are very good, and especially Fort Madison. Fort Madison has some really good two or three players that can really change the game at any time. With uh, Xander Wellman and Jacob, those two players are just they can change the game at any time. If you give them too much space and time, they will just kill you. And and Burlington has uh, Shaney. He's a very good, talented midfielder. He can also change the game at any time with one or two really great moves. That's how we know. They, you know, they beat us uh, when we played them at home. It was a 3-2. It was a very good game. We we tied the game at 3-3 at some point, but the, game, the goal was disallowed for an offside. But it was a game that it could have gone either way. We made some 
terrible mistakes in, in the back, and that cost us the game. Uh, that game we could have won. That's one of the games that I felt like, you know, it slipped through our fingers. But the Fort Madison game was a good game, too. But in a sec, we know we won 0-0 till almost the end of the, of the half. And then they scored on a mistake in the second half. They just, we just, our defense fell apart. But it's those are two games that I feel that, you know, the second round, they'll be different games. Well, you know, when, you're, when uh, people wouldn't realize, you know, when you're just kicking around in, in Southeast Iowa, uh, uh, that you would be going up against teams like Fort Madison and West Liberty, you know, and, and, and Burlington. And, and, you know, there's some really good teams out there, isn't there? Oh, yes. Yeah, there's some good teams. And, and I, I was surprised when I seen the score the other day that uh, Mount Pleasant beat Burlington and, and won zero, I believe, and Burlington beat us. And then we just crashed Mount Pleasant yesterday. And I was like, what is going on with this conference? You never know. Each game it has, you know, it's, it's, it's wild. I don't know what's going on. I thought that for by Fort Manchester is really running you know, with, with the conference this year. But all the other teams, it seems there's not there's no consistency there. Well, what about the uh, Washington Demons? Uh, they've had a pretty exciting year. I don't, I, I couldn't even find out if they played last night or not. But uh, 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 that's just another team that's around here that you play. Uh, or I don't know if you played them yet, but uh, uh, what do you know about that team? Yeah, we did play them in Washington. We lost 1-0. They 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 good. They're a very good team. They have some some fast and skillful players. There was another another one of those games that our defense fell asleep and they scored a goal and that was it. Game over. The second that was in the first half and then the second half was zero zero. Both teams were going at it, so it was a very very even game. But one of those things that you know one mistake can really kill you. But you know, so we. We're making improvements. So, yeah, Washington is a very good team. Uh, I believe it will be between Fort Manson, Washington. Uh, it's quite, I, yeah, I can't really tell how it's going to turn out. But there's some, this year, I believe the talent in the conference has risen to a different level. So, most teams, they're not one single weak team that everybody can just run over. I think it's it's more balanced uh, season. Well, I don't think anybody should sleep on the Fairfield Trojans. Uh, I think put, some, <laughs> put some points on the board and uh, play some pretty solid defense, and you got a tremendous goalie, and uh, uh, that in and of itself can uh, uh, probably the player that can affect the game more than anyone else. Uh, but uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Coach. Uh, Thanks for sharing with us uh, to let our listeners know this is going to be a heavy 3A and 2A uh, episode as uh, uh, I'm not sure some of the other uh, 1A teams played. Mediapolis played. I don't know. Uh, I, I think they played Wapolo. I never heard a, a score on it. Uh, I, I would assume they would have won. Uh, and the, and we got the mid-prairie coach coming up too. Uh, thanks for being with us. Is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you want to talk about, Coach? Um, no, that's just about it. So we just Fairfield is just looking forward. We make the strides to, to really improve our, our team, and hopefully, in the next few games, we'll be where we need to be. Well, so it's always a pleasure to talk with a real soccer guy. You know what I mean? When I talk to you, I mean, uh, this guy, I think this guy bleeds soccer. You know what I mean? He just he came out of the womb kicking a soccer ball. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you live for it, but. Uh, 
before I let you go, can you tell us uh, uh, maybe what you got on the schedule next week or maybe some of the home games that uh, our listeners could check you out on? Uh, we have Keokuk on, on Thursday uh, on the road. And I believe next Monday we have Fort Madison at home. So Fort Madison. What are, uh, um, you got anything beyond that, that uh, home game that uh, uh, maybe I'd not, I might want to come and check out? Yeah, I believe it's uh, it's Monday, but I'll, I'll I'll check my schedule and I'll let you know. All right. I well, thanks next for being, Monday. Yeah. Thanks for being with us, Coach. Uh, sure appreciate it. Uh, this is the scoreboard show for soccer, and it's very popular with our listeners. So thanks for being with us again, Coach. You're welcome. Well, it's the soccer scoreboard show. We've got Byron Yoder of the Mid Prairie Golden Hawk soccer team, who just got uh, back from a road game with West Branch. Welcome, program. Hey, thank you. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about the game tonight. Uh, things just didn't fall into place for us. Um, we had our opportunities. It kind of was just a slow start. Um, we gave up three goals in the first half. Um, we we got one, though, um, and it came from just a, from a high pressure on their defense, and that's kind of exactly what they were doing to us and how we had a couple of mistakes. That's how they got their goals. Um, simple things we could easily fix and um, just learning opportunities for us. Um, the second half, we came out and we just dominated the second half. So, um, I mean, the second half scoreboard was one to zero. We lost, um, but their goal came from just another simple mistake. So we learned a lot that it's just a couple of mistakes that we need to work on and fix. And the hope is to get all the flukes out before postseason comes and we can make a run then. Well, uh, you played the West Branch Bears. Um, uh, what what uh, what about their team? Uh, uh, are they having a pretty good season? And what's it like to play uh, on their field? Um, they are having a decent season. I mean, for them, they are fast. Um, and that's where we kind of got put out um, was the ball was bouncing a little bit more. And they were just – a lot quicker than some of our defensive backs were kind of expecting. And we tried to play an offsides trap line for a while. We learned that that didn't work. So we made that adjustment in the second half and came out and were able to get those, their, their deep balls that they were trying to run onto. We tried, we got those cut out there at the second half. So, I mean, they're fast, they're a good team. Um, they should have a pretty successful year if I had to guess. Well, you must've played somewhere uh, where they had lights. Do they have a, a soccer-specific field, or did you play on the football field, or, or where did you play at? We played at home, actually. So we played on our so- home soccer oh, complex. Oh, okay. Oh, so it was, it was a home mid-prairie, and you guys got the lights there. And uh, Yes. Um, I, I'm kind of feeling like maybe you guys have one of the real better facilities. And, in, in, you know, I, I don't see 3A teams and 4A teams that have their own soccer field like you guys do. Oh, yeah. It, well, that's one of our – our almost claims to fame that we love, love is that we've got one of the nicer complexes in the state, um, which can be a benefit to us a lot of years. And then like when we lose games, most of the time it's on the road because we go to places where they play on a small football field where we are not used to that and it might not be well maintained. So it just turns into boot ball or like you can't really play soccer on it. So a couple of our losses this year have come on fields like that. And then we come back home and we do much better or like Columbus, we only beat them one to zero at Columbus. 
I guarantee if we would have had him at home, it'd be a much higher scoring game for us. Well, uh, uh, we missed talking to you uh, last week, but I think you're calling in about a win, weren't you? Yes, Columbus. We won on Monday or Tuesday, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, or it was C- and Cedar Valley Christian. We won last week as well on Thursday. Well, uh, walk us through a couple of those games, uh, those those wins that you had. How, what what did you do well, and uh, um, how were you able to come out on top of those? Both those games, we did well of what we were working on in practice, where we were switching fields and we would tack up a sideline, um, play a ball in, and we could uh, we could finish them. The Columbus game was the one that was difficult and a little more frustrating because it was on such a bouncy and poorly managed field that um, it was just hard. And at that time, the ground was very hard, so the ball would bounce, and you never knew if it was going to bounce or if it was just going to die in the hole. Um, so that game kind of got frustrating just because we had so many opportunities. We just couldn't finish because we didn't have any good shots because the field was pretty bad. Um, and then that game had a lot of cards too, which was, it's probably one of the most carded events that I had. And they weren't even like cards for physical fouls or anything. They were just kind of, it, it felt like the ref was trying to do his job, which he did a good job of and maintain the control of the game and not to let it get out of control. Um, but we did eventually score. Um, from a PK that we that we won, we had a ball that got crossed in after a great pass, and, and they got a handball in the box, and we just finished off the PK. Um, I know our goalkeeper Andrew Kaufman also had a crucial save, penalty kick save in the last ten minutes. Um, that was kind of the highlight of the game. So we came out of Columbus with a win, and then we went to we came no we went down to Albernet to play Cedar Valley Christian, and we won that game six to one. And that was just a fun game overall, I think, for the team. Um, we started the game, I think we had two goals in the first 10 minutes, and then a few more followed. But we got to rotate some of our JV guys in, and um, people like Jackson Miller scored on a PK. Um, he's one of those guys that just doesn't give very much varsity time, and if we had a JV, he'd see a lot more playing time there. But it was cool to get him in, uh, to get him a goal. And it was just one of those games where it's like, this game, this is why this game is fun. And it kind of... We had very high momentum last week, so. Yeah, and, and, and there's been some ups and downs, and, and uh, uh, there's some really, really good teams out there, too, and it's uh, uh, hard to keep up with their athletic ability, but tell me a little bit about the goalie, uh, not just the goalies that you're, you're, you have, but some of the goalies that you faced. Uh, uh, who are some of these uh, uh, goalies that are, are doing an amazing job out there this year? Yeah, um, I don't know names off the top of my head. I just know um, one, one of the best goalies that we've faced so far was probably Beckman Catholic. Um, he had a good one. and um, I actually wasn't at that game, but I watched the film. And he was one of those where you can tell he plays club soccer opposed to just high school soccer. He plays all year round, so he knows what he's doing. Um, he knows those little time-wasting uh, antics you can do as a goalie. Um, another one was today West Branch's goalie um, was, one, in a good way, the most annoying person on the field. Uh, we tell our keepers you should be the most annoying because you should be talking the entire time. You should be yelling at our players, telling them, what, hey, you've got a man on backside, stuff like that. And he was like that for West Branch today. That's what stood out to me. So those two come come to mind for – couple of the best goalies that we've faced. 
Well, who you guys got between the pipes back there? We, it, this is one of the first years we kind of have a goalkeeper bat, battle. We've had um, three different goalies so far this year. Joe Hall started the year for us, and we have Jacob Flynn and Andrew Kaufman, and all of them, I would say, probably have had about equal playing time up to this point. Um, it's nice because Joe Hall's also a key player in the field. So for some of the games where I feel like we might have a better chance, we might go with a different goalie, or if a goalie makes a mistake, um, we'll switch them out. Um, there's been, I want to say, probably three of our three or four of our games, we just split the game half and half between goalies because we wanted to get Joe Hall time on the field or Jacob Flynn time on the field. Um, but I feel like we're pretty blessed with having three very quality keepers. Um, when we put Kaufman in for the game and at Columbus, one thing that me and Wyatt both talked about was he's almost pure instinctual. Um, that's how he just reacts is just off of his instincts. And when it came to when it came to penalty kicks, he was in the game and we were like, this is probably our best goalie to have in the game for that because on a penalty kick, your goalie just needs to react. It's just pure reaction because you have such a little chance of trying to save it anyways. And he did react and he saved it. And it was one of those where like, okay, we know who our goalie is if we need to go to a PK shootout ever or anything like that. Um, but so yeah, we've kind of have to got this three-way battle and it's, it's working out pretty well for us so far. It's just iron sharpening iron at this point. Well, uh, you played like the West Liberties and, uh, some of the really good teams, you know, out there, you're starting to put, put a few, few games under your belt. Uh, who are some of the scores out there that, uh, you guys have played? Who are some of the, what, excuse what, me? What teams have, have guys that have the ability to score on you? West Liberty for sure. Um, I could see them putting in, let's see, we probably played, I could see them putting in 100 goals this year probably as a team. It's one of those where they're going to score a lot of goals. Um, just because they, with West Liberty, they have at West Liberty a club team where they play together all year round. And a lot of these kids on their high school team are a part of that club team. So a lot of this team just plays together all year round. That's what part of that's what makes them so good is these kids are just soccer all year round, 365 days a year. Um, so when it gets to high school, they're way better than everybody else, and they know what they're doing. They can read each other's minds. They can think ten steps ahead. Um, so they're going to score a lot of goals, and they did. They had they did against us. They scored ten against us. Um, they scored at least ten in two to three other games that we know of as well. Um, it's just one of those that team is just purely a goal scoring team. Well, what, what are there some other individuals or, or other teams that do a good job of uh, trying to put the biscuit in the basket there? Um, again, with names, I'm not too great on. Um, but thinking back to another team that was pretty good at scoring was um, – Williamsburg had a, had one uh, good guy too. Um, he's gonna. They've. I want to say his name was Brown, um, but Williamsburg will also be up there in scoring. They're they're the team. They're one team that we've played so far in two A. That's all. That's also in two A. We're in two A. Um, so we will probably see them again come postseason, and they have been scoring the ball like crazy as well. Not quite as much as West Liberty, but I know when we played them at the beginning of the year. Their brown kid, if that's his name, um, put, I want to say, three or four on us out of their six goals. 
he was an all-state guy last year, so he's already been recognized by the state. He's one that we, going into the game, we knew about him, um, but he still just ripped us to pieces. So he's one of those that's also pretty good. Well, uh, who uh, who do you got that's leading the way that's putting the uh, – uh, who, who score, who's the leading scorers for Mid-Prairie? Leading scorer? We've got – so here's the thing. When we've scored lots of goals – I okay. I think every single one of our games we've had multiple goal scorers. Like when we played Cedar Valley Christian, we won six to one. We had six different goal scorers. Um, when we played Columbus, there was only one goal scorer there. But like, so I th- I believe our leading goal scorer though is Owen Trimpey. Um, I could be wrong there, but just because we are spreading the ball out around so much when it comes to scoring, um, we do have Owen is our guy up top that we look to. Um, if he's not scoring, he's assisting, um, which is great. You want to have the guy that's dangerous not only to shoot but to score, because, or not only to score but to pass and assist as well, because that just makes him even more dangerous. Um, but that's one of, one cool thing with our team is we we're passing so much that we've got just different goal scorers. Well, uh, um, who could move the ball? That seems to be the, and what does it take to move the ball? Because, um, you know, I've only seen, uh, a couple games. The Waco was in both of them and, uh, Fairfield was able to move the ball pretty well. Uh, Mediapolis, Meepo, uh, Bulldogs, they were very, uh, adept at moving the ball, you know, but what does it take to move the ball? I mean, it, it seems to be very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, to move the ball as a team, I mean, it's one of those where you have to have such good team chemistry um, to be able to know where your teammates should be, like without even having to look. Um, the midfielders, you got to be able to. Your head's always on a swivel. Um, you're always moving around. You have two touches max, and then you're and then you're out with the ball, and you're thinking five steps ahead at all times. If I get the ball here, where am I going with it? So then when it gets to me. I'm already making that pass and not having to get the pass, then look up and then decide where to go. You're always looking ahead. You're always five steps ahead. Um, and for us, Tucker Miller is probably that guy. He He's one of those where I, I watch him on the field. He's always looking around. He gets the ball and it's off of his feet and in a matter of a second. Um, or it's he beats a guy and then dribbles up the field and then makes a great through ball. Um, so moving the ball, it's one of those – those, the teams that do it well are the ones that have seasoned players. And for us, I think we have like 11 juniors. So they're not as seasoned as seniors, but the guy, but these juniors, um, they've had enough experience and they know what they're doing and they know how to move the ball well. Um, but, so with that being said, 11 juniors on a team next year is looking to be pretty good for us too. Well, uh, on the team that you played, who moves the ball well? Tucker Miller does, Owen Trimpey, um, and Daniel Rogers, I'd say, are our top three passers. Um, no, I'm talking about uh, your opponents. Opponents, West Liberty. Um, I feel like I'm saying them quite a bit, but it's they're just such a well-rounded team. Uh, West Liberty, Williamsburg, those teams move the ball a lot. And it's not just boot ball where it's the defense kicks it deep um, and then fours run onto it. It's they're building up through the midfield. Um, it goes defense to midfielder to back to defense to a midfielder to a forward to a midfielder. They're just passing around everybody. Those type of teams are the ones that are dangerous and um, move the ball very well. Well, uh, what about defense? 
who plays the good defense? Who, who do you rely on deep for defense? And uh, uh, who's giving you guys fits that you played uh, uh, on the defensive side of the ball? Um, so for us, Boflin is our center back. He's kind of our rock back there. Um, around him, we've had a couple guys that like we've moved around because we're trying to figure out who we want on defense. But Bo's been the guy that we've stuck to, and he's he's been that leader in the back. Um, he's our sweeper, so he cleans up any mess if it gets to him. Um, but he's back there. He's vocal. He's always talking to his teammates and telling them where they need to be. Um, we've also seen him playing time back there from Dylan Henry, um, Sawyer Ho, um, Tucker Miller. Uh, we've seen a lot of guys back there at defense, because especially those outside back positions where you can throw – almost anybody that can play defense back there because those outside backs, once they move up the field, can kind of become wingers and they can get in on the offense a little bit. Um, so Bo's been our, been our strength back there. When it comes to team teams that have gave us fits, um, Beckman Catholic was another, another one where they gave us fits because um, they're similar to West Liberty. They have, they have club players, and their defense was definitely um, strong and they were compact. Um, West Liberty was as well. Again, West Liberty is the team in kind of Southeast Iowa when it's the smaller schools. That's that's the the team because they have that club team that's always playing. Um, Williamsburg had a good good defense too. In defense, um, you have that you have that sweeper. Bo's that sweeper for us. Each of these teams had a guy like that too, where they were really fast and. Um, we would think Owen would be through on defense and he's running right by him and all of a sudden they'd have that guy that was fast and he'd come out of nowhere and he'd um, push Owen to the side or he'd take the ball from him. So. Uh, uh, Waco has uh, Oswald. He plays, uh, Reese Oswald plays the sweeper. And him yeah. and uh, Colton Lichty there, the goalie, they seem to have some chemistry there. Is it important that your sweeper and your goalie have chemistry? Yes, it definitely is. Um, it's one of those where not only should it be chemistry and the fact of, okay, I know what you're going to do and sort of things, but it's also the trust there. Um, when you're swinging the ball, Bo has the trust with um, pretty much all of our goalies to be like, okay, if I can't make this pass on this swing, I'm going to play it back to the keeper and he'll get it out. Or it's, okay, I know this ball, it's kind of one of those 50-50, we don't know who's going to get it, balls, um, is it going to be me, is it going to be the goalie? Something said most of the time, whether it's keeper just yelling out keeper or I got it, um, that chemistry is important. And that chemistry is important, not just between the goalie and the sweeper, but, but throughout the team. Um, it's important, especially also in the midfield, to have your two to three midfielders on the same wave, wavelength to where you guys can just dominate the middle of the field. Well, uh, you had a home game tonight. Uh, uh, you've had some home games uh How's the crowd been, and what's the atmosphere like uh, in Wyoming when you guys are getting going? Tonight was probably one of our best nights um, because we brought it. We had an opponent that um, had a lot of traveling fans, too, but then also was kind of a rival. So we had a lot of people show up, and I don't think there was a track meet either, so we had more student-athletes come out to support. Um, and I've always felt like here in Wyoming we've got – such a great home crowd that comes they're always all involved um cheering when we score screaming when we feel like there should be a foul they're one of the one of the even though it's out in the middle of nowhere and like in a a flat area for the field it it gets loud down there and it's one of the coolest things to 
uh, score a goal and just hear the crowd erupt there. Um, it's pretty cool too. Even when the opposing fans show up too, like tonight with West Liberty or with West Branch, they brought a lot of fans in, and it just made even our home fans louder because our home fans are like, "Oh, we can't be outshone by the opposing fans." So it's definitely. I've always thought that that's kind of great about our community too. Well, you you seem like you're kind of in the middle of the pack here uh, as we got out of the gate. How many games have you played already? Uh, this was our seventh, I believe. Okay. Well, so uh, is that that's fairly close to the midway point, isn't it? Yes. So what what do you got? What are we looking at for games that's coming up? Um, Friday we are at Anamosa, um, and then next Monday we are home against Tipton. Tuesday we are at Highland, and next Friday we are home versus Makokita. So we've got games in the next two weeks. So uh, uh, go just let our listeners know, say the next two or three home games. Repeat uh, next home game will be next Monday against Tipton, and Friday the 28th will be home against Makokita. Okay. All right. Well, a couple more opportunities to see uh, uh, the Mid-Prairie uh, Golden Hawk soccer team this year. Um uh, thanks for being with us. Is there anything we didn't get to cover that you wanted to cover? Or do you have any other scores you could throw out there uh, that you know about? I don't know any more scores, but I think we've covered about everything that I can think of. All right. Well, uh, I didn't have very many guests, so I pestered you a little longer than normal. But uh, Yeah, you're good. Th- thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.